I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ladies and gentlemen, broadcasting from beautiful South Bermondsey, this is Achtung Millwall. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Riverside Stadium, welcome to Achtung Millwall. My name, of course, is Nick Hart, and this is my first trip to, to Middlesbrough. Um, never been to this stadium before, so interesting from that point of view. We've got like a, a laser beam light show going on beforehand with uh, We Are The Mighty Borough pulsating on the, uh, the LED screens that surround the stadium. It's all a little bit over the top, in all honesty, the, the floodlights are doing a strobe light and I feel an epileptic fit coming on as we are the mighty Barra rebels on the on the main screen to my left. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back after a little hiatus. I've been away to India on Mafia business, dear listeners, Mafia business. But I'm back now, missed a um, series of uh, disappointing games by all accounts. Last week's game at home to Blackburn Rovers was by all accounts a disappointment. Um, so I'm glad to have missed that. I was actually on, uh, in transit on the way back from the Punjab. And um, from Mohali to Middlesbrough. That's been my week, dear listeners. Big team news. We see the return of the prodigal son, Ben Thompson. And the return of the other prodigal son, Ben Marshall, into a, a change lineup. Um, I believe it's going to be a 4-3-3. But I'm not a tactician. I leave all that to the likes of Lucas Ball and Harry Warren. Um, up front, Lee Gregory today, and I would presume Jed Wallace in a further forward role. On the bench, damned with faint praise in the week, Aidan O'Brien, uh, who's um, good in spells, apparently, according to Neil Harris. Steve Morrison, who can no longer do the full 90 minutes, of course, he feels his 
He spins his legs at his, at his time of life. But no, the feeling. The infant Hercules. What is that all about? The infant Hercules at the bar. Here come the teams. It's a bit over the top, as you can hear, dear listeners. Like the entrance of Guns N' Roses. Little crowd, about four or five hundred strong today. I hope you can hear me over the top of all this absolute nonsense. What a load of old pony. It's a football match. I, I know that they want to whip up an atmosphere, but Jesus Christ, they've got the ultras at one end with their flag waving. And uh, a light show. I don't know what the infant Hercules is all about, but that apparently is a slogan that goes around here, for instance. Away we go. Lions are happy to come on Borough end. Early chance for the Lions. This is Gregory on the right side of the, of the six yard box, back across the face of the goal. It's boost away. Bit of early pressure from Millwall inside the first two or three minutes. Did you miss me while I was away? Who sang that? Oh dear. Better not quote that song. I hope you have missed me. Makes it all worthwhile if you miss me. This is Lee Gregory on the right post. A little bit of early pressure from Millwall. Three minutes into the game. Is Ben Marshall, good to see him back. How will he perform? Been brought into uh, as the man behind that impossible run last season, along with Saddle, obviously. Hopefully, we have a little bit of the old, uh, the old magic come back. First chance for Middlesbrough to break four minutes on the right side. That's a poor cross straight into to Sean Williams. Good to see Williams back in the team after his injury. I was just talking to uh, Mick Ford, long-time fan. I was watching the Birmingham versus uh, Norwich game last night, and the, one, the Birmingham goal was a, a beautiful take and turn, almost as one graceful movement, um, slammed in with power from close range, controlled with his, with his wrong foot, and then slammed in with his right foot. Real example of what quality there is in this division. and. Um, Article in the week on, on News of Ben, um, talking about Middlesbrough and their £25 million worth of substitutes, but on but some belong Stuart Downing. And just as an example, the resources we're up against, we know that, that's what we have to deal with and contend with. Long Ben almost finds Marlon on the right side, dispossessed in the event, five minutes in. Lines looking bright in his opening, opening exchanges, dear listeners. London Fields now, those is Middlesbrough in the first attack of any great run, but there's no one in the middle. And Archer should pick up and kill that moment. It's a long way move. I came up last uh, yesterday, stayed over at a place called Sinkburn. It's a beautiful little Victorian seaside village, I suppose you'd call it, not far from Middlesbrough. Um, a little jewel, actually. Uh, been out for a walk around this morning. Beach, beer. Had a nice bit of um, full English for my breakfast this morning, so very nice. But you do see the impact of austerity on the on the country when you come to these places. I am not going to make many political points, dear listeners, but I'm 
hoping and praying that Brexit improves a lot of places like Middlesbrough. There's too much dead industry around here. If it's going to mean anything, it's going to mean that that, is a, you know, that, that, that economic situation for places like this up north starts to improve. Otherwise, what's the fucking point? Savile so gets his first touch to the ball. He's rarely cheered for coming in a foul. I don't have any problem with Jules Savile. Do you have a problem with Jules Savile? Chasing the money? I'd chase the money too if there's that, that, that amount on the table. But as you can hear, the Lions fans are harsh. Harsh in their judgment. Managed by Tony Poulis, of course. Um, he was a subject of an interesting art programme. I don't know, talks about art. It was a pink trait. Um, when he was at West Bromwich Albion, uh, there was a documentary where they called him like Artist in Residence, it was called. And they, the uh, artist did a study of Tony Poulis. Interesting. If you like that kind of thing, and I do, I bet you do too, dear listener. Produced quite, a, quite a, a soulful portrait of him, actually, this artist. Well, he, whilst he's working at West Brom, they're on the relegation scenes. They try to capture some of the some of the depth of the man. I quite like Tony Pulis, but he's not got an awful lot of love going on at Middlesbrough. He seems to divide fans to, to what you're either in the Pulis camp or you're not. Here come the lines coming down the, the left. This is Ben Marshall. Gets a cross in early doors. There's panic stations conceding the corner on the left. Already Ben Marshall making his impact down the left side. It's going to be a left-sided corner from Millwall. Is that Williams take? It's a long way away. I'm right in the corner. Looking far, far opposite to the, the, the opposite corner flag. Nine minutes gone. In it comes at last. It's deep. Towards Jake Cooper, gets his head to it, comes bouncing around. It's loose. Oh, he's cleared up the line. Who's that with a shot there? I think that may have been Gregory. Hard to tell at this, uh, this distance. Shot cleared up the line for, for Millwall. Early chance. Coming towards the 10th minute. Just watching the chance on the big screen behind me. It was, it was Lee Gregory. It was a great save, actually, by the goalkeeper from close range. Real chance for the Lions to take the lead there. That's going to go behind for Goal kick, no danger there, dear listeners. Ten minutes in, Lions very much on top. I never thought we'd be saying that. It's been a bright start. Um, so far, the, the winning player, Ben Marshall, and the winning player, Jed Rose, making a difference. Good to see Ben Thompson back in the starting lineup as well. I hope you agree with me that there was actually no point bringing him back from Portsmouth unless you're going to start him. And it's good to see him start. He didn't last week, for reasons known only to Neil Harris, but today he very much is in the starting lineup. And then brings you more energy, and that's what we've been missing all season. So, fantastic to see the uh, Tomo back in the side. Incessant rhythms of the drum, the Middlesbrough drum to my left, and the ultras end. I think they're called the Red Faction, a group of ultras. Several getting rarely booed whenever he gets the ball. Number 22, as you can hear. My first time to the Riverside Stadium, which stands in the middle of a, I suppose you call it old ex-industrial land. This is Jeb Wallace coming down the right whilst I waffle on about the Riverside Stadium, balling from the right side. That's Lee Gregory taking Tony to the side netting. From two minutes. Two now on the chance really, but the lines are looking bright, dear listeners. Yeah, quite a spectacular sight from distance. Um, nothing else around it. I think there's a university next door to it. Um, otherwise, there's a lot of nothing, like a lot of northern towns. So, there we are. 
it's quite, quite a nice looking stadium from distance, however. Middlesbrough, if I were a Middlesbrough fan, I would say they're fanning around with that somewhat, but um, a retained possession coming out down the, down the left now. 37 takes a shot, and that's blocked by, by Sean Williams. Nicely blocked. Gregory wins possession back and wins a break. He's got, he's got Wallace breaking through if he can find him. He does find him. This is Jed Wallace. Can he finish? down the left from uh, uh, Lee Gregory, dispossessed the mid, uh, uh, Middlesbrough midfield. A little fast inside, finds Jeff Wallace in his field and right on the finish very neatly indeed. 22 minutes. Just on the halfway point, no more what the Lions have deserved in, in all honesty. I'm waiting for the, for the replay. No signs of the replay. Oh my giddy up. It is a close shot from distance from the, uh, the Borough 26, just outside the edge of the D. Daisy Cutter went just past the, the left side of the post, thankfully a couple of inches wide. The ball's sticking at the, at the Middlesbrough end at the moment, dear listeners. Going to be a corner. Can we use the Cooper bomb? A secret weapon that no one else has heard of, a little spy gate. And even know one thing, that's called Jake Cooper's height. All bouncing up from the corner. Calls to Ben Thompson, who's uh, managed to push it wide left. This is this is Ben Marshall. This is Shane Williams. Sean Williams. Little header there from Ben Mar Thompson on target. The second coming of Ben Thompson. Lions fans in fine fettle. Good voice. Hopeful punt into the box there from the Borough right wing, producing cat calls from the home ends. We're an unhappy group of fans, and they're, um, I think we came into today's game with them fifth. But Pulis doesn't inspire much love amongst the, the Borough faithful, who's maybe his taste have become refined by their, their, their recent spell in the Premier League. I think they see themselves as having a rightful place playing the, uh, the European football. Marshall digs another cross in, that's almost Ryan Leonard on the end of that. Almost a flick header, but didn't quite come off. Borough fans very much getting on the backs of their own side at the moment after another wayward pass there, 27 minutes. Ryan's looking to break forwards again. This is, this is Ben Thompson over on the left side. Takes his man on, goes flying, he gets a, a decision. With their left-sided free kick from Millwall, just on the edge of the penalty area, almost at the byline. Could be Ben Marshall that looks to take it. Ben Thompson, he is indeed one of our own. Very, very true. So another good chance from Millwall here. There's a left-sided free kick, about a yard short of the penalty area. It's powered in, it's into the, into the first defender. Built in 1995, the Riverside Stadium replaced Ayrson Park, a legendary venue of English football for Middlesbrough FC. 
Uh, Ayrston was one of the 1966 World Cup venues, but um, sadly outdated in the wake of the, of the Taylor report, so they built um, Riverside, which um, is a nice stadium, I quite like it. Um, it's got a little bit of character, it's got one st stand slightly above everything else, so it has a slight, gives a little touch of character, I suppose, otherwise it's just your, your, your regular, um, you know, uh, modern day stadium, but I, I kind of like it. Skies above the, uh, the stadium, sheet leaden grey. And the uh, floodlights are brilliant against that, that grey backdrop. I'm waxing lyrical because the lines are leading away from home, 1 0 at the moment. 30 minutes. Lions, of course, surrendered a two goal lead on a, was the opening day of the game, uh, opening game of the season against Middlesbrough, going 2 0 up and giving away a two all draw in the end. That was a gutty kind of start to. A season that hasn't quite ignited. Can today be the day that ignites, dear listeners? Is today the day? So far, so good. We'll pull over the top. This is going to be Jordan Archer. Been one of his madcap headed runs. Wins the ball. I've never seen the likes of that before. He made a kind of a Beckham Bar style run, headed the ball clear, and somehow managed to almost retain possession, but now here come Middlesbrough again, that's a poor pass. Drawing the eye of their own crowd for that. That was a chance for them to break forwards. It'd be great to get through to half-time half in the league, won't it, dear listeners? After all that we've had recently. Lions forcing Middlesbrough back. Home fans disgruntled. And Wade fans in good voice. What more do you want? Thompson does well, but the Lions are dispossessed, it's, it's an open game at the moment, it's a 16, fantastic save by Jordan Archer, close range header, appeals for a penalty, that was a beautiful ball into the box, headed close, beautiful save by Jordan Archer, comes in 38 minutes, but they're calling on the right side, Will Charles there from Middlesbrough, Ticking towards the last few seconds of regular time, plus whatever injury time we get at the end of the first half. This is Middlesbrough the attack though, there's a ball into the box, it's a chance there, uh, almost seemed to freeze in time. One of those moments, not the old magic boomerang, remember that from the olden days? The magic boomerang was flying for a moment there, as that ball stuck in the middle of the box, but as it is, the lines do break away. And the referee blows up just as Moore may have had a break all out of defence there. As it is, very good half of football for me and one more lead. Um, standout performance so far for me, Ben Thompson, midfield, but also Ben Marshall, and Joe Blades, of course, a goal scorer. There it is, half time. Minister Neil, Neil, and Yum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. So change back out for the second half, dear listeners. For me, the Lions deservedly leading at the end of that quite bright first half by Millwall. The attacking towards us in the second half. We are located just to the side of the of the pitch, but um, they'll be coming in our direction for the second half. Let's hope for a second goal to really give us a cushion. At the moment, as well as we've done in that first half, one goal does feel rather a slender lead. No half-time changes for Millwall. One uh, for Barra. Couldn't tell you who it is or who came in, came in or came out. Barrow fans who filmed themselves very disappointed by that show in the first half. They can only get better in the second. More cat calls from the Barrow fans as they go backwards rather than forwards. This is all music to our ears, of course. 52 minutes, Barrow surging down the left side. Four gets clipped. It's going to be a free kick, or probably a yellow, I would think. Who was that defender there? I think that was. Um, Murray Wallace, was it? The old eyesight's gone. Here's a yellow card shown to one of the Lions defenders there. And it comes from the left. It's uh, near post. That's headed clear by, by Wallace, I think that was. So far, it's been um, 55 minutes. So far, the second half has followed much the same kind of pattern as the first half. Perhaps touch more um, press forwards from Middlesbrough, but nothing to any great avail so far, dear listeners. 55 minutes. They're coming to 26 down the right side. That's a fantastic shot come cross. Patted away by Jordan Archer. There's a 37 from distance. That's a shot high over the bar. Inches over the bar. Inches, not high over the bar. 56 minutes. More pressure now from Middlesbrough, as you would expect from a side fifth in the table, with uh, ambitions for the, the plumb... Top two spots, certainly playoff football. Lions coming today, game 20th. After a decent run of results, that came to a juddering halt against Blackburn last week. But this team today, from what I can gather of last week's performance at home, this is a bit of a team transformed. We were playing far more vim and energy. And um, the Ben Thompson and Ben Marshall factor, which does make a difference. The, the ball we are from defence is going back to Middlesbrough more and more often as the second half wears on. We're a little bit under the cosh. 58 minutes. Looks like the, uh, the £25 million substitutes bench is coming into play, dear listeners. Please show your appreciation for Morris number 16, Johnny Hanson. Who's coming in? And for a sub number nine, Britt Sombolonga. Sombolonga. £15 million player. If, if these things mean anything to you. Little pink forwards trying to find Lee Gregory. It falls to Ben Thompson on the second ball now. Here comes Thompson surging forwards. Can he, he pauses? 
Ryan's on the attack now, 61 minutes. This is Ben Marshall now on the left. The first time they've actually pressed forward in any great number in the, in the whole of the second half. This is Murray. He takes a shot. Mm. Almost as if it was Daniel Passarella from the 1978 World Cup. But only not, as you can hear. Ticking towards the halfway point in the second half. Um, Borough on the attack as, as we approach that point. Been very much the story of the second half as they press forwards. No, uh, just two distinct chances come to mind from the whole game, but more pressure from them in the second half, that much is for sure. That crossing there is cleared. Lions defence standing firm so far, so good. In comes Stuart Downing, the other half of the £25 million substitutes bench. Who was it? Sun, Sun Records. Who was the main man? Sam, was it? Sam, um, Sam, Sam Parkin. Sam Perkins. Sam, main man of Sun Records, had the million dollar quartet. Johnny Cash. Eddie Cochran. Ball floated in. Eddie Clear. Carl Perkins. Who was the other one? There was one more. Albert. But up here they have a £25 million substitutes bench, dear listeners. Line substitution, Ben Marshall coming out, Ferguson coming in. Good performance, Ben Marshall. As we saw last season, the ball tends to stick with him up front. Um, the quality of the crossing is better. So I don't think anyone can truly argue with the, uh, the re-signature of, of, of such a vital part of the run that we had last season. Certainly today's performance more than justifying the, uh, the loan signing to the end of the season. Consistently, Borough crosses are being blocked and defended or taking deflections away from their intended targets. So it's been a very solid uh, defensive performance from Mill. The first time I've say that in a while. Looks like uh, Steve Morrison's going to come into the, into the fray. It's going to be Lee Gregory. Morrison comes in, Gregory goes out. Good applause for Lee Gregory. 79 minutes. Borough fans starting to stream for the exits. Nine minutes left, though. A lot can happen in nine minutes. Those bulls are the Borough fans. Here comes Ryan Leonard down the right side. He's making a surging run. He runs into trouble in the event. It's a con they can see the throwing. That is what we pay like Ryan Leonard to, to, to do. And he did it well. Nice work, Ryan Leonard. Surging run down the right, runs into trouble, but then gets the free uh, the throwing out of it. 84 minutes. Nice little touch from Steve Morrison, releases Ben Marshall, ben, ben Thompson, sorry. All over the top, he finds Jed Wallace. Can Jed finish it? Oh, he blasts it wide. Real opportunity to finish the game there on 87 minutes. But it fell to Jed Wallace. Couldn't do it twice in the game. Unlucky. A little take and shot in Mungo. Probably should have been a goal. Jeff Willis comes out of the game with that last touch. Run himself into the ground. Man of the match for me today, dear listeners. Jed Wallace. Run himself into the ground for the calls today. And there's the Jed Wallace song. Aidan O'Brien's going to come in for the last few minutes of the game. Here come uh, Middlesbrough down on the right side now, the 19. Penalty. Oh, what was that for? A handball? I can't tell you what the penalty's been given for, dear listeners. There was a crossing from the right side into uh, a melee of players. It looks like a penalty's been given. 
as a consequence. 89th minute, what a gutter. Fighting mill performance, I'm done at the, at the death. How many times have we said that this season? The 11's going to take. Back to that chance for Jed Wallace hey, before he went off. The ultras are in full cry now, dear listeners. I think we're doing in and out of the goalkeeper around me. I don't know about that. Is he a West Ham cunt? It gives a little bit of fist pumping action, nothing much. People are doing in and out about trivialities, in my opinion, but there we are. There's the final whistle. Good fighting performance by Moore. I know I get told off for saying that, but that was that was as good an away performance I've seen in a long time. Um, man of the match for Jed Wallace today. If we had taken that last chance, I can't help but keep saying it, we would have killed the game. Overall, good, much improved performance. If we play like that again between now and the end of the season, we have no worries, dear listeners. So there we are. Moore's the one. Moore one. We're going to be right back after these messages. I hope with a post-match review with Borough fan Mark Johnson. Big welcome on the show to an old friend of Achtung Millwall, Mr Mark Johnson. Welcome Hello. to the show, Mark. Thank you. Um, Borough fan, as, as we'll detect from your accent quite quickly. Um, <laughs> last time you and me spoke to each other, I think, as we were just saying, you, you've, you've been to the Premier League and come back since. So, um, yeah. it was an odd game today. I, f- I found Borough um, curiously flat and um, I'm interested to get your take on it because, you know, the form book and, and, the, and, the, and the table kind of prepared us for a bit more of a test than we than we got really today and it it was an odd an oddly um oddly low key performance by Middlesbrough. Yeah it was um to be honest in terms of the form book I mean I, I think we've only won two of our last ten home games. I think we've struggled at home whereas we've been yeah. a bit stronger away from home. But no you you're absolutely right. The especially in the first half um I I thought both teams sort of lined up quite similar in mm. in shape and with a similar kind of game plan really. It was kind of a bit ping pong over the top, wait for one of the lumbering centre halves to fall over and get a <laughs> nippy striker in. But uh, we just weren't on the game. I I think I said to you in a message earlier the um I just I felt like Millwall just had a bit more kind of energy and uh, commitment about them. We just seemed really flat and it kind of reflected the the crowd, I think. There's just a feeling at the moment, I think it's probably since Pulis has, has come in, that it's, I don't know, we just have that sort of air of resignation that it's going to be boring, it's going to be a yeah. sort of war of attrition and it's probably not going to get us very far. Um, I know that might seem strange when we're fifth in the league, but I don't think there's any real genuine feeling that we're going to stay there. So it's, yeah, it just kind of had this similar feel to the last game I was at when we played Burton Albion in the Cup and they knocked us out. It just... <laughs> Yeah, you know that team that City put nine past. <laughs> yes, I know the one. It's it's odd. I mean, there's, there's there's clearly not an awful lot of love flying around for Tony Pulis at, at Middlesbrough. I mean, 
as an away no. fan, you can detect when the home fans are, are on the turn. And there was a couple of misplaced passes early on in the, in the first half. And you could yeah. just tell the, you know, to, to our left from where I was standing, there's a, there's a, there's a bank of home fans there. And yeah. you could just tell there was disgruntlement in the air there, Mark. And um, it's, it's music to the ears of the away supporter because you think, hang on, we're, we're in with a shout here when we shouldn't be. But that, it, it can't. Yeah. It must translate to the players. It, they, they look like a nervous group of players, and they're, they're decent players individually, mm. but not playing as a unit. Yeah, no, you, you're absolutely right. I think Adam Clayton actually said after the the game after he set up your first goal, <laughs> well, your only goal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he, he said he, he kind of had a bit of a pop at the Borough fans for booing. Yeah. The players in the first half saying it's not helpful, and I think you're right. I, I think they do look um, nervous. At home, I wouldn't mind. We started off the season at home really well. I think we won our first four home games, but then we had one slip up and we've struggled ever since. Like I said, even Burton Albion turned us over. Um, and I think it does. I think it does transmit so that the crowds are down. Uh, the atmosphere yeah. is just really flat. And I think the, the performance of the team is kind of mirroring that at the moment. We're, we're trying to do our best to give you as much help as we can do, Mark. I mean, that was a two-goal lead we've given up at the Den and the, the, on the opening day. And now, of course, um, you know, we've left it to the 90th minute to give you a penalty, mate. So I, I don't know what more help you're looking for out of Millwall. But um, I, I, it, 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 was, it was odd. I mean, you know, we, we obviously have gone to the borough to, to defend. We're coming from, well, 20th coming into today's game and... Yeah. Middlesbrough, you know, in in the in the playoff zone, so we, we we've probably approached it a little bit more like a a cup tie. But um, yeah. I, I I was struck. I mean, we actually, I think we, I'm just looking at the stats here. I'm not a huge stats man, but we've actually had more shots on target than Middlesbrough, which is odd um, for us because oh, we don't score many goals. So three three shots on target according to the BBC, and just two for Middlesbrough. Yeah. That's that, that's a damning damning um, statistic for a you know a team that. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a surprise to you, but I don't think it's a surprise to <laughs> anybody in the the middle. We've, I mean, to be honest, even for the last couple of years when we had Karanka, we've never been a particularly prolific team, um, and it's kind of gone worse, I think, under Tony Pulis. It's all very hopeful percentage football, which you expect with uh, yeah. Mr Pulis, but um, it. it We've got no creative. I mean, I think one thing. I mean, I, when I saw the the team lineup today, we've basically played with four centre halves and five centre midfielders and one very limited striker up front. You know, so do the math. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I don't know. I mean, it's, it's been Spygate all week, Mark, and I'm not sure what spying uh, missions <laughs> Pulis has been sending out from from the Teesside um, spy spy houses because. Uh, you don't need to defend against Millwall, mate. That's for sure. We're not, we're not going to bombard you. <laughs> well, I, I, I don't think you'd need to send a spy to watch a Tony Pulis team in training either. I think you know how it's going to pan out. And I don't think you're disappointed today. I certainly wouldn't have disappointed you, I don't think. So I don't think we're particularly difficult to play against. I think it's it's so predictable, slow and and punt, which is what you would expect if you've got four centre-halves and five centre-midfielders in your team. Yeah. So, you know, it's just, yeah, it's just disappointing, really. But like I said, I know it might sound strange with us being sat fifth in the league, but we, I genuinely don't think we'll stay there. And I think a lot of people feel exactly the same. So, Yeah, there was a general you know. general sense of um, dissatisfaction in the within the ground. Obviously, that's 
That was wonderful yeah. from from the away um, the, the away seating. Anyway, as I texted you earlier on, Mark, I, 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 as I, I'll say it again, I feel like I've lost twenty pound and just found a fiver because to go that far <laughs> and then give away a penalty, I, I I didn't see what the offence was in real time. I was I was too far from it, but apparently it was pushing by uh, Morrison on AAR. I don't know if you had a better view of it from where you were sitting, mate. No, I, I was sort of uh, down the other end behind the goal, right at the back. So I just grateful for whatever the referee would give. I, I must admit, I thought he was he was he was an odd referee because he let fl- uh, play flow at times when I would have expected yeah. a different referee to have blown up. I'm from I'm in both directions. I mean, I, I say that equally for both sides. I think he he yeah, let there was some strange decisions. I yeah, thought, again, both ways. There was some we got where I thought, oh. Mm. How did we get that? And then, yeah. you know, same other way. It was one of those sort of referees you often get in the, the championship, isn't it? So. Quality of refereeing is poor. I think it's the, it's the, it's the cast-offs from the Premier League that, um, you know, aren't yeah. good enough for the top flight, so they stick it in our division. But uh, no, um, good penalty. I, I, was quite, I quite liked the way he took the penalty. <laughs> I wish I could take penalties oh. like that. <laughs> well, you know, it was one of our two shots on target, so, you know, you had to make it a good one. Make the you? most of it. <laughs> it's the only thing he did as well, you know. It was a bit of a loving. Uh, yeah, a little bit of a loving after the game. Pulis is um, <laughs> slagging off his own fans a little bit, saying the, the team are affected by the. The support, but the supporters pay good money to watch their team, and that's always a. You always know they don't really mean that when they say that, don't you? You know, you, you, you're there yeah. to kind of, you know, like like seals just clap and, and, and shout support yeah. no matter what you're watching. Um, I think the problem um, with the, I guess, kind of the modern day Middlesbrough fan. I mean, I, I mean, I'm not too old, but I remember <laughs> when <laughs> I'm sort of pre the Ravinelli and Janino. Oh, you Even remember I've the old days, be, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, Essen Park, you know, I've, I've seen us be really kind of average, but I think a lot of the newer fans have been spoiled in a way when we've been an established Premier League club and we, you know, we've attracted big numbers played in Europe and I think the expectations are, are so high and now we're kind of at the, the level that I'm, I'm kind of used to seeing Middlesbrough at and yeah. I think it's a bit of a culture shock to the, uh, the younger supporters, I suppose. Uh, yeah, it's, they're a tough crowd, to be honest, to, yeah, to, to was, win over. The, quickly you know, on the, the backs, I know that much. And I thought, well, you know, that, that gave us a that gave us a shout. We, we've clearly come to um, hit on the counter break, which we, we did. The goal came from um, some sloppy passing, actually. I think there was some of the passing from yeah. Middlesbrough today was, was very lax, um, which gave us a yeah, chance to break. Yeah, to be honest, the only way they know at the moment is passing it in the sky. So when they've got it on the deck, it's um, it's a bit alien to them. <laughs> I want to press you on your views of one George Saville, eight million pounds of, oh. ta- of talent. Um, which uh, oh, Jesus. he looked a pale shadow of the player that we let go, Mark. I don't know what um, you know. Maybe he's playing in a team yeah, that's he's... clearly not happy. I don't know, but he's he, he looked he went well off the pace today. I thought. Yeah, to be honest, um, he's sort of been a, a little bit better in the, the last few weeks. Was but he? he's, um, yeah, uh, he was he was really like you say he was below par, like everybody was mm. in a red shirt today. But he's been getting quite a bit of stick, to be honest. And I think again the the price tag weighs heavy, and I think, I mean, I'm exactly the same. I kind of look at him, I think, well. Eight million? What for? <laughs> you know, I, I don't. I don't really see a eight million pounds of a talent. There. I mean, 
I know, maybe it reflects the value of the pound at the moment. I don't know, eight million. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm struggling with him, if I'm honest. Um, we'll have him, we'll him back off you. Well, you know, but... We won't give you eight million pounds for him, though. We'll have him back for you, you know, if if, if he's going. Um, it's strange because he was actually a key figure in in our um, unbelievable, unbeaten run that nearly took us to the playoffs. Till we went yeah. to Middlesbrough, of course, when we were completely out of out of gas and got beat two nil. Yeah. Back in. Um... Did he ever? Did he ever play left wing for Millwall? No, central midfield is his, <laughs> is his, is his, is his forte. Um, is, is, I think therein could lie the problem. Then you know he's he started on the left left wing today, and you know we had a centre half at right back. You know we usually have another centre half at left back. I think um, what it is because I, I remember the, the back at, in in August when the season began and. Um, we, we we kind of thought we'd batted off the the bid from Pulis for a joint bid for for Wallace Jed Wallace and Jules Saville yeah. at the time, and I thought, mm. oh great, you know these these are two key players for us, and um, you know then unfortunately the eight million pounds swayed his little head and he, he, he came northwards, um, but we, we managed to retain Jed Wallace, and I thought, well if we're going to retain one of the two, then Jed was probably the better player for us to to keep hold, and of course he scored uh, in in today's game. But um, no, it's it's interesting to watch the decline of, of Savile because he was actually instrumental. I, I wonder, and I just wanted to get your views because you've you've seen Middlesbrough, you know, prior to the Premier League's influence and and post it. But um, sometimes I think um, players making a move to what would be perceived as a bigger club it almost overwhelms them a little bit. And whereas some players, uh, and I think Wallace is one of them, and Savile to a degree, they probably wouldn't like to admit it, find their true home in smaller venues, Millwall being the classic example of a smaller venue. It's, the step yeah. up can be a little bit too much at times. It's a, it's a big stadium, Riverside, isn't it? It's a big ground. Yeah, it is. And, you know, it's... I mean, we're not a huge club, but, uh, you know, we've been an established Premier League club for quite a few years. You yeah, know, the, the set-up yeah. there, not just the stadium, but the, the training ground, the... I know there was only twenty one thousand there today, but we, you know we're regularly kind of between twenty and sort of just under thirty thousand. You know, it's 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 a fair size club for players that maybe haven't played at the kind of the really top top level. You know, yeah. Um, he came from Wolves. I think it weighs yeah. it does weigh heavy on them. Yeah. Um, we we seem to have this transfer strategy though. If uh, we tend to sign players and we pay a lot of money for players that play well against us, but then when we we stick a Middlesbrough shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> the fault of pieces. Seems... Brian Dean springs to mind. <laughs> it's like red kryptonite. It, it kind of overwhelms the, the player's talent, doesn't it? I was interested also to see Hassan yeah. Belonga sitting on the bench and, and downing. I mean, we one of the news articles on, on our website in the week was referring to Middlesbrough's £25 million substitutes bench, you know, with, yeah. with, with um, players of that, that, that uh, calibre coming off the bench. It is a tough mm. league, Mark, isn't it? I mean, um, Absolutely. you know, um, I, I would have said Borough one of the, the, the bigger, you know, hitters in, in the division. But, you know, when you watch other sides such as Norwich, I don't know if you saw the, the Friday night game, but um, some of the talent on offer there is it, it's quite breathtaking at times. It's very hard for smaller clubs to to hold their own. I, yes. I, I don't know how we're doing it at times because, um, you know, it's it's all a bit of a wing and a prayer at, in, in, yeah. in many respects. But um, No, you're right. There's a lot of money flying about as well yeah. in the championship, isn't there? I mean, I mean, Aston Villa, I think, are in the, the bottom half and they're, 
you know, they wiped the floor with us at the river. I think they beat us 3 0. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of teams that have spent a, a fair bit of money. I mean, obviously, we're one of them, but. Um, well, know, probably we, it's we, a failure. I mean, I'm just looking at the, the league play as we're talking, and there's Reading, who would not be planning for League One in, in their you know business plan. They, they've always had the, uh, the Majeski was built as a, as a, as a you know, top flight um, venue. Same with Bolton. I mean, you know, they're, they're looking pretty. Um, Pretty bereft at the moment, the twenty third in the table. So there's yeah. a lot of big clubs that struggle, and you know the price yeah. of failure. From I'm sort of looking at Middlesbrough here, and 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 um, the middle table teams like Forest and, and Villa for Sheffield Wednesday. I mean, these are all big, big sides, but it's it, you know the, it, it's tough when you don't succeed, and, and I suppose that's a danger for for Borough at the moment, isn't it? If you if you you know playoff football is probably yeah. realistic. I can't see you making top two, mate. Not not based on what I saw today. No, I don't think there's anybody. I think um, when we were last in the championship, I think there was a genuine feeling that you know we could be one of the better teams in yeah. the division, and it was realistic um, to look at automatic promotion. But now, similar to last season, I think it, it feels like we're kind of could make the playoffs, scrape it possibly. But I don't think anybody even thinks we would win the playoffs. Um, I certainly don't. I'd be surprised if we finish in the the top six, unless they pull a rabbit out the hat in the back end of the transfer window. But it's, yeah. it's hard, isn't it, to bring anybody in of of any sort of quality. You know, we'll end up paying another eight million for another George Savile. You know, <laughs> it's. <laughs> I'm hoping Pulisic hasn't got his eyes on Jed Wallace for another for another eight million pound. That's we'd probably take it as well, knowing us. But there we are. Yeah. Oh, he had a good game, though. He was a, it was a thorn in our side today. It was uh, He's impressed me a few times when I've seen him play against uh, the Borough. Um, Wallace, and I, I thought uh, Gregory up front as well had a, yeah. a good game. He, was, he kind of played the, the role today. I, I really wanted uh, Jordan Hugel to play for the Middlesbrough. You know, his movement, you know, he was, he was making some really good runs and he was running himself into the ground, whereas I felt like when we went forward, it was all very static and predictable. I thought those two in particular were, were kind of a, a threat for us and we, we struggled, to, especially in the first half, to, to pin them down. There was a moment in the second half, I mean obviously um, Middlesbrough coming at us more in the second and, and you would expect that and that's you know that, that, that that's that's only right, but there was a moment. Yeah. I think there was a couple of passing. Uh, I can't remember the players involved, but there, there was a, almost a moment of hesitation as, as as the red shirts were pushing forwards, and as soon as the momentum just slightly stopped for a moment, the crowd were on them. You know, there was there was open booing at one point. I think in the second half, and um, I thought, yeah. Jesus, it's tough. It's a tough audience to to try and um, bring on side because. Just even the yeah. flicker of hesitation, and you could tell the stadium, you know, the home sections were turning. So, not it's a, a tough know, crowd, tough gig, is, tough yeah. gig, yeah. tough gig. Um, it certainly is. Oh, it's depressing. It's depressing. <laughs> it's depressing <laughs> losing the points. It's depressing talking to you, mate. <laughs> In the nicest possible sense. Someone will be happy somewhere. I hope so. <laughs> Where do you just? I'll close out with this. So this Spygate business with um, Marcelo. Bielsa, um, I kind of admire the diabolical intent of it in a, in a funny kind of way. Do you do you have any strong views on on spying missions and training training I'm, a spy? I'm kind of a little bit torn on it. I mean, it's strange because the scouts at every game, mm. you know, you, you, you can watch I mean? video until it comes out it, of your ears as well, can't you? You know, 
I mean, what's the difference between having a guy sat in a, a stand or, yeah. you know, watching a game of football? I mean, I know it looks a little bit more dodgy if he's there with a the balaclava on and um, <laughs> a disguise and he's got his binoculars at the gates of the training ground. But, I mean, <laughs> really, what's the difference between watching it's... a game? Because they send the scouts there. Everybody, everybody knows that. And yeah. Sam, I'm kind of, it feels, it. I mean, it's. I guess it's just different. It's not something that's kind of the dumb thing. In this country, is it? Um, yeah, I think there it is. It's, it, I mean, I was, I was just about to say it almost feels ungentlemanly. We were going to be on to, it's almost un-English, isn't it, to to, to openly spy on your on your neighbours? But it's like, it seems to be okay to yeah, watch it, video. It kind of doesn't. It doesn't sit right. But then, it, when I really sit and think about it, I think, well, like I say, what, what's the difference between having a scout in the stand, which you know clubs have done for yeah. for years? I, I I struggle to be honest to kind of see really what the you know what advantage is he going to get? Um, it, it, it's just not the dumb thing here, is it? Whereas it seems like it seems to be quite sort of commonplace yeah. abroad. Um, it's a normal yeah, swear, but so no, it, it just seems a little bit ungentlemanly. But I'm, I'm, even yeah. as I'm saying that, I'm aware of the uh, the nonsense that lies behind that that sentiment. So um, I'm sure they'll mm. change the rules at some point to kind of explicitly. Um, take away the um, you know the the the, the 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 ability to spy, so to speak. But it does seem yeah. quite it's almost like a Bond villain, isn't it? It's like a, it's like something like Doctor Doctor Evil's lair. You know, it's, I kind of admire the diabolical intent of it all, mate. Um, yeah, Pulis could have done with a few decent spies today, Mark. But um, <sighs> as, as it is, we're both miserable. We've got to settle for something we didn't want. So um, I wish wish you well for the remainder of the season and. Oh, and you too. And um, let's hope we're um, we're still in the same division next season. We can talk again at that point. Well, we'll certainly be in the championship. So as long as you are, <laughs> then yes, I'm, we're doing our best. I'm, I'm, I'm game. Hopefully, the guy in the cap won't be uh, hanging about for much longer as well. So you can see, you can see where I am. That guy. I'll, I'll get. I'll hear you, mate. <laughs> Lovely to talk to you, Mark. And um, thanks for coming on the show, mate. Too. It's much appreciated. You've been listening to Octoon Millwall, the CBL Magazine podcast. That's the Millwall News this week, and we are out of here. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.